scared of like asking for big things. Why? Like I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I get scared. I'm like, who am I to like ask for this or that? Like, oh, that is such a big ask. But it's like, is like I have to remind myself, like I'm totally worthy and deserving of those things. So, so what happens? Okay, when somebody does that, right? It's like, oh my gosh, who am I to do that? I and then they steer away from that that answer. So what you should do, I mean, my suggestion is to answer that question, right? Who am I? You know, who am I? Well, I'm Brie. I'm super caring. I'm super loving. I'm super giving. I'm, I'm generous. I'm helpful. You know, and you start answering that question that at first you think you're like, oh, you, you have no justification. Well, then answer the question. So, <laughs> welcome back. Okay, that was such a weird intro. I'm so bad at the intros, but welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It, or if it's your first time listening, hi, I'm Bree, and I'm an online business strategist, course creator, and I just happen to be the post, the post, the host of this podcast. My like brain sometimes does that, you know, when it like skips a few words ahead and so then you like mix up your words. As you can, if you guys have been listening to the podcast for a while, you know I do that quite often. Um, if anyone has been keeping up with me on my Instagram at livingbreely, then you know I love listening to music. And so what I decided to do was put some of my favorite songs for the month into playlists on Spotify. This isn't sponsored by them, by the way. Um, I just really enjoy Spotify and Apple Music. Um, So I'm going to include the link for that October playlist in the show notes so you guys can go and check it out. I've been doing one, I think, this entire year since January. So you guys have a lot of music to catch up on. I kind of have to take a second to talk about the awesome podcast episodes that have that have been coming out this month. Um, we had Gul Khan in the second to last episode, which we talked all about money. And then we were talking about self-care for entrepreneurs and then email lists and then the hundredth episode. So many good episodes for you guys to catch up on. So if you haven't checked those out, make sure that you do that. And while you're at it, give the podcast a star rating and leave a review. If you guys are are liking these episodes, it's genuinely so helpful for not only myself, but also just other people to learn about, about the podcast share it with your friends or your business buddies, peers, whatever. I think word of mouth is still so it's so underrated. <laughs> and so I love when I get messages from people who are like new to listening to the podcast and they're like, my friend recommended your podcast. She sent me this episode and it's so helpful. And I was checking out other episodes. So sharing it with your friends, your family, whoever you think will benefit from listening to one of the episodes, please make sure you share it with them. But then also subscribe to the podcast, leave it a review. It helps so, so much. So thank you guys so much um, for tuning in. And so today's guest is Tina Maria San Germano. And she is honestly one of the coolest 
women that I have met. She's so easy to talk to. And I feel like this episode is jam-packed with so much value. So she is an NLP trainer, a master coach, and a hypnotherapist. And NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. I say it right? <laughs> um, I'm sure you guys have heard of NLP. If not, um, we talk about, Tina does a great job of explaining what it is, but in like a Cliff Notes version, my very diluted version, is that it's basically linguistics, like when you think of it, right, is like language and neuro is brain. So it's the language that your brain speaks. I guess would be the right word. Again, Tina does an awesome job of explaining it in the actual episode. So if you're curious about that, keep listening. She gives us some homework. (laughs) Well, she gave me some homework, which means you guys also have homework. So that is towards the end of the episode. I will make sure to include that in the show notes, um, what the homework was, because it is really interesting. I have not done my homework yet, but I'm going to because I really when I was listening back to this episode in post-production, I was like, oh my God, I need to do this. Like, I need to make sure that I hold myself accountable to this. So Tina gives me some little, some homework and we talk just so much about how important it is to turn and reframe some of your thoughts or some of the things that you say um, to yourself, about yourself, about your certain circumstances or your situation. So it's a really powerful episode. I think you guys will get a ton out of it. I'd always wanted to get certified as an NLP practitioner. And I, after hearing Tina's story and talking to her more, like it definitely inspired me to make that something that I really want to focus on in 2020. I don't think that it's going to be something where I'm going to be like coaching or like anything like that. But I think just to have that skill set is going to be really, really impactful for myself. So if you guys are interested in working with Tina and becoming an NLP trainer as well or NLP certified, um, all of the links will be down below, but she's actually giving you guys $300 off. Three hundred dollars. So if you use the code Bree, B-R-E-E, 300. Again, I'm going to put that in the link in the episode just notes below and it'll be in the link descriptions and all of that. Um, you guys can get $300 off, which is huge. It's amazing. So definitely once you listen to this episode, I think it will all make so much more sense. But yeah, definitely. I think it's just such a cool practice. And if you especially because coaching in general, life coaching, is a completely unregulated thing. The government doesn't regulate it. There's no like, you know, board or anything like that. And I think having some type of certification definitely elevates your business in some way. Um, If you're looking to do life coaching, I think when you're a business coach, you don't really need like certifications or anything like that. But what I am finding is a lot of times when I do work with clients one-on-one, sometimes it's not even the strategy that's hard for them to wrap their heads around. It's the actual mindset work of like, can I actually do this? Am I actually deserving of this? And that, which I wish you hear in this episode and you heard in the clip before, is something that I, I sometimes struggle with to myself. And I think being able to have that certification to be able to help my one-on-one clients on a 
a deeper level of reframing their thoughts is going to be so impactful for them. So even though I'm not doing it to like necessarily elevate my business or give myself credibility, I think that it's just going to be able to help and serve and provide more value for my potential clients. So yeah, again, Brie, the code is Brie, B-R-E-E, 300. The link is in the description below if that's something that you're interested in. And I am going to stop talking now so you guys can get to the interview. I hope that you guys are having a wonderful week. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Be kind to you all. Be grateful. because I have heard so much about NLP and I feel like I'm not the best person to explain it because I don't really know what it is. So I'm super excited to have an expert kind of come on and and talk more about it and what it can really do for people. So why don't we start there by describing, like by talking a little bit more about what you do? Okay. So my name is Tina Sandra Morano. I almost tongue-tied on that, but um, so NLP is, stands for neuro-linguistic programming, and the simple definition of that is the study of success. So it started back when they interviewed a therapist by the name of Virginia Satir, and she, they modeled what she did, long story short. They modeled what, they, what she did, and they used it to create success for people who wanted to become therapists, and they used her method. Um, and then neuro stands for the brain and the nervous nervous system. It's what we see, hear, taste, smell, and then um, linguistic stands for the words that we use to describe our world. And then programming is our mental processes and our strategies for how we deal with all of those things and, and the the emotions and stuff like that. So. That's it. That's NLP. <laughs> that's NLP. I mean, like it's that's the high, you know, high level um, overview of it. But essentially, there's so much to it. It's it's ultimately like the study of success is the best way that I like to describe it because it's like okay, if you see somebody having success in a relationship, then go in and model what they do. Like figure out what it is they, they do. When they come home, they walk in the door, what do they do? Oh, they greet their wife or spouse with a big hug and a kiss. Okay, and what else do they do? Oh, when they're talking, they actually look eye to eye. You know, it's like, you can model that. Or if you want to be a great golfer or tennis player, you would see exactly what that person is thinking and how they are really moving, you know, and really model that so, so that, it, and it's more than just, copying and you would want to get inside their head as to like okay what thoughts are going on before you get onto the court what thoughts are coming into you when you're about to swing the swing the um, racket and you can really learn and take all that information in and utilize it just do what they do and have that same success that's incredible so yeah. NLP stands for Neo Linguistic Programming. Neuro, and, just so you know, it stands for Neuro. Oh, did I say Neuro? Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. Neuro, Neuro Linguistic Programming. <laughs> um, so what made you get into NLP? Like, what was the inspiration to really figure out what it was and get a certification and all of that? Okay, well, let's go back to when I was thirteen. My parents got divorced. My 
uh, dad, me, and my brother, we all moved to Wisconsin. And like my total environment changed, you know, right at seventh grade. And he gave me this packet of Jack Canfield tapes. And I would listen to it over and over. And I finally realized like, okay, I don't have to just think, believe all these thoughts. I don't even have to think all of these thoughts. I, there's the, like control of my mind, you know? And that is what really started me getting on that path because I would be home a lot. My dad drove three hours to work and I was, you know, I had minimal friends because I had just moved there and all I had was this packet of Jack Can I mean, like I, not all I had, but I would listen to it over and over and be really inspired to think positively and just gain that control of my mind. So, um, let's see here. And then about 15, I want to say 15 years ago, I came across the idea of coaching and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is perfect. Cause I had always been so jealous of you know, those people who were like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a doctor. Or, I, you know, I had a friend, she was an, she's like, I love singing. I'm, I'm an opera singer. And I'm like, how do you, how, what is that like to just know, you know, what you want to do with your life? And, and when I came across like this description of life coaching, I was like, oh, this is perfect for me. You know, this is like, this is what I want to do. But I was um, dating a, a, guy who he was really smart he was an investment banker and when I told him you know like oh my gosh I'm so excited this is what I'm gonna do and we lived in Chicago at the time he was like ah no why don't you go get your master's in social work you know that's not essentially what he was saying is that's not a real career and you need to like Right. Follow what everyone else is doing. Yeah. It's like become a therapist, become a social worker. And I'm like, I looked up like, what does a social worker make? And I'm like, at that time it was the max was like $36,000. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, I don't want that. I want more than that. And I also had my own preconceptions of what a social worker does from TV, you know, which is like mm -hmm. you're dealing with drug dealers and people who are almost homeless. And I was like, I don't want that to be my life for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> right. So anyway, finally, I, um, I would open businesses and then work at them for a while and do them. And then I was like, okay, yeah, but this isn't fulfilling me. And then I would try something else and have it, open another business. So I love entrepreneurship. But then it was never fulfilling. And so I always was being called back to coaching. And so finally, I met my husband and um, I was like, okay, this is what I really want. <laughs> you know, This is what I really want to do is to become a coach. So I finally went forward with that. And that was like seven years ago. And then, um, okay. And then to answer your question more recently, um, about a year and a half ago, I, I was like, I need to learn how to speak in front of people because I always, I have this idea of speaking in front of people, but I was so like the real reality of it was like, oh no, I'm not going to do that. So I went to a speaker training course and, um, learned how to speak in front of people. And then also got introduced to NLP a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I know I've heard of it before. And I know that I really need to learn this because I want to learn 
what's holding me back? What's going on with me? How do I like get this magic unleashed in me? And how do I get that advantage? And so, so yeah, that's a lot of stories. <laughs> no, but it makes sense like it. Sometimes it's a journey to figure out like where you want to be and what you want to do. And yeah, I can't relate. I don't know what it's like to just like wake up as a young person and know exactly what it is that you want to do with your life. Like I think very few people are fortunate enough, but like for whatever reason, we really like stigmatize it to where we think like, no, you should know what you want to do with your life when you're no. <laughs> old. I'm like, oh my God, I, 18-year-old Bree should not be making decisions. <laughs> well, yeah. And, and there's, yeah, we, there's so much pressure, right? When we are coming out of school or just graduating, what do you want to do with your whole life? It's like, who knows? I want to, so I think a better, there's a better question. It's like, how do you want to serve people? And that, if I would have had that question at 18, I think that would have been a, like easier for me to answer instead of what do I want to do with my life? It's like, how do I want to serve people? Well, what's fun? How, what fills me up when, when I, you know, do something for others? Because I enjoyed talking to people. I enjoyed listening to them and I enjoyed like helping them, you know, solve their problems or reach their goals. So that's once I guess I came across that that question is like, okay, how do I enjoy serving people? And so, yeah, it became super clear. (laughs) So how should someone know, I shouldn't say how should someone know, but like, what would, if, if someone is looking for an, a life coach, like where would they be at in their life? Like, what are some good indicators that like, you know what, maybe I should hire a life coach or someone who does have an NLP certification. Like what are those things that people are coming to you for? That's such a long winded question. I'm sorry. Does that <laughs> yeah, like, sense? So really like, I think a life coach will benefit anyone, right? Because especially anybody who has any sense of a goal, that wants goals, that wants their goals to uh, be achieved. If you're having a hard time achieving your goals or you're not achieving them faster, it's going to benefit you, right? Because really that's the only thing that we, I mean, we can't make more of, which is time. And I think a life coach helps you get to where you want to go quicker. And a lot of times, since most of us aren't raised being life coaches, right? We have no idea what our limiting beliefs are. We, I mean, maybe we have a smidgen of the ones that are obvious, but there's a lot of other deep beliefs and self-worth issues that, that come up, you know, like even me today, I, and it's nonstop. This is something that's going to happen all the time. So even me, I'm just like, hey, am I really, you know, do I really feel like I'm worthy to make a million dollars? We all have our blind spots. That's the thing. We have like our own little like things that we internalize that we think are quote normal or not, I shouldn't say normal, but like that we kind of justify or rationalize for ourselves. And sometimes it takes another person to point out and be like, "Mm, (laughs) that doesn't work. And you know, in both ways too, right? It also helps when somebody sees your good points where, where it's like, oh, I didn't realize that was even a thing. Like really you, you know, you appreciate that it's for you. It's like, oh, you appreciate that 
I know how to do Pinterest, <laughs> you know, like, but it's out there, you know, and, and so until somebody like, hey, that is a skill that I don't know, and I could really use your help. It's like, oh, okay, maybe, you know, like, so ha having somebody point out like, wow, you're really insightful, or wow, you're, you're really generous with XYZ, and really pointing out your good points so that, so that you know that you're more so self-aware of how you can help people more, you know? Yeah. And I, you're right on the right path. Totally feel that. Like my biggest thing that I always, that like I'm working through constantly and like really in the trenches of it is like, I don't view myself as successful. Like if someone were to be like, oh, you're so successful, I wouldn't internalize that. I wouldn't be able to receive it because I don't feel that way. What's and your definition of success though? That's what I'm like. <laughs> that's why I'm like, I don't know. Like I have to like constantly kind of like, again, realize that like, what is my version of success? Is it an amount of money that I'm making? Is it like where I live? Is it the car I drive? Is it how I feel? Is it the work that I'm doing? Like, what does success mean to me? And just like constantly reminding myself of that. Yeah. So, and defining that, right? So not just I think not just reminding yourself, but because right now you're just reminding yourself that you don't know what it is for you. Okay. So you'll want to define it for you. What, what is it for you with, what does it mean for you? Because really it doesn't mean, matter what it means to somebody else. But the other thing is, are you scared of considering yourself successful? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say yes, probably. Like, I'm scared that I can't handle it. Hmm. Okay. I'm like, um, yeah. So, <laughs> like, well, then, so then define it, right? Make it so that you can handle it, so you don't have to be successful. Because being successful could just be like. Hey, I woke up and I got out of bed today. It's a successful day, you know? Right. I, I and and I feel worthy of all that's coming to me, you know, or or if I help one person today, if I do something that's going to help one person today, it is a successful day, you know. So, but that it's so personal, right? It's so personal as to what it is to you and and is that limiting belief or, you know, not being able to take in that really it's an appreciation. And I don't know if, it, if it's somebody saying like, wow, you're so appreciation. Like that's a celebration, really. They're just trying to celebrate you. And so being able to acknowledge that and just be like grateful for it, you know, thank you right. in your eyes that in, in their eyes, you have something that they are appreciative of, I guess, and that they look to and that you are inspiring them. And so that is, you know, it is a nice thing. It is a success. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. So I feel like too, like what we have, like with this whole conversation about success, it's also like reframing, I think the belief or like the understanding of it. And I know that's something that NLP teaches people to do. So is there like more things that you can kind of talk about when it comes to reframing? Sure. So, 
So if you think of a problem that you have. Okay. When you think of it, essentially place, place your hand on where you feel that problem is, where you feel the problem. Like physically in my body? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's always in my stomach. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's like so, where I hold all of my stress. I'm always like, ugh. Oh, no. Okay. So close your eyes and just imagine, like, what does it look like? What does it sound like? And then what does that problem feel like? Now, what we're going to do is we're going to change the name. And when you're looking at that, what I want you to do is watch how it changes when you think of it as a challenge. How does that shift feel? Um, the first word that comes to mind is like expansive. Nice. I think I used that before. Yeah. That's like a word I've been coming back to that expansive I know um okay now one more time now let's do so so notice where it is now notice how it looks and notice how it feels then let's shake it up and put the word opportunity on it like an opportunity to feel expansive no, not expansive, like your quote-unquote problem. Change that problem into an opportunity now. So it went from challenge to opportunity. Mm. Okay. And now pull it, basically pull that where it was, pull it outside of you and just hold it in your hand and, and look at it now and just notice how it's different now. What are you getting? Mm. <laughs> <You're> like, mm. <laughs> um, but just changing the word right changing changing something that you are saying this is a problem then turning it into like an opera a challenge like okay well what if oh i have this problem my car is broken down right okay well let's consider it a challenge right um all right so what's when you think of it as a challenge some people can say, okay, as a challenge, I'm going to have to hustle to get $500 more or whatever, $5,000 more. I'm going to have the challenge of taking the bus, you know? Um, and then when you think of an opportunity, it's like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'll meet somebody cool on the bus or maybe I will meet my husband while he's working on my car. I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's like when you take something and just change that wording, change the reframing that wording into to it's going to change the meaning of what it is, right? Because mm. you go from so, a problem is so stuck, you're so confined and you're so entrapped, versus when you change it into an opportunity, it expands it, just like you said, it, it expansive. And then and then when you yeah, from challenge to opportunity, it's even more expansive. So. So yeah, it's reframing it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I think like even, I know we talked about this, but it was like using like the verbiage, like saying like, oh, this is so hard to, this is so empowering. Yes. So, uh, so with that, you know, you would want to identify, well, what is so hard, right? 
like and going back to the car thing right what's so hard it's like oh, my car broke down i'm not going to be able to do you know do xyz and not going to get have the convenience of driving to my car but when you when you just shift the words on how you're describing anything you're going to shift the meaning of it right well you know what maybe it's if you just shift that word from hard to um again sorry challenging is what i would use but it's like okay this is a, a bit of a challenge um it just lightens it up a little bit right like or think of think of another example this is impossible you know like if some if, like if we're putting all of these like oh man she she she's always late or he never um let's see he's never nice to me i don't know why i'm thinking of this but <laughs> <laughs> where it's like never you know are you sure never is the right thing you know like he's never ever nice to you and if you know you would like well no like okay he does bring me flowers and he does you know xyz but it's like it's just shifting that reality and shifting the perspective using different words so and it goes back to the uh linguistic part of it because our words don't describe our life they define it so the words that you are using are defining your life. They are creating your life. So are these words that we're actually speaking or are these like also the words that we're yeah. saying in our heads? <laughs> because I have a lot of conversations in my head on a daily basis. <laughs> Good. Um, so conversations are one thing, but, you know, speaking those. So one understanding is that we are vibrational beings, right? So every thought that we have and every emotion that we feel, it's sending it out a vibration to our body and then even expanding to the outside world and looking for its counterpart. So, so when you're thinking these thoughts, if it's leading you down a rabbit hole and you're like not having, I mean, if, if, Conversations are one thing if you're trying to figure something out, but if you're just going back and forth and you're not thinking positively about, you know, if you're not feeling good, then how do you stop those thoughts? Or, so what are they actually? Let me just ask you, how do you stop those thoughts? Or How do or I stop they... like spiraling thoughts? Yes. Ooh, that's a good one because that <laughs> is like a huge thing with my anxiety is I will spiral. Um, okay. So how do I stop that? Um, a couple, I do a couple of things. Like these are like coping mechanisms that I've like had to teach myself. One, if I can, I get up and go for a walk because that like instantly helps me. Um, I will go and play with my dog if I'm at home. Um, or I try to like counter the thoughts if that makes any sense yeah. so like going back to your car thing like if my car was broken and I couldn't drive it I would be like well is this really the worst thing to happen like no um there's uber like you can take a lift you can call a friend you can call your dad like you're gonna like you will get your car fixed like it's just a temporary situation like you know you can make the x amount of dollars to fix it if you needed to like you're not 
helpless and hopeless in the situation. So I kind of like try to counter it, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's the right thing to do, but that's just the thing that I've kind of like learned to like think of it as like, is this the worst possible thing? Am I alive? Yes. (laughs) Like, am I breathing? Yes. Like nothing is as horrible as we, like I tend to, um, I can never say this word, like when you like view everything as a catastrophe, it's like catastrophizing or something yeah. like that. Like I will, yeah. I will do that or I'll like do the fortune telling thing where I like try to predict the future and I'll be like, oh, like this could horror, like I could have to go to the hospital. Who's going to take me? It's like, you don't have to go to the hospital. So why are you worrying about that? <laughs> you know, like those types of things, like I will play the, those scenarios to the death. Like that is how wow. I viral but I always try to recognize that before it starts affecting me physically that's awesome so so here's when you're saying like I don't know if that's right it goes back to the success if if this has worked in the past for you then yeah you know (laughs) like that works if it works then use it there's no right or wrong way um and then using catastrophic you know it's like I don't even think of that word, right? What is that? Like, to me, the using that word would be the world is ending, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's like going there and using that vocabulary again to describe your world, your define, you know, like what you said, you're, you're moving away from that. That seems like that used to be the old you. So, so using that word it's like you know what maybe that's no longer in my vocabulary because that just does not uh work for you anymore you know it's like okay it went from a big deal to a so-so deal to like it's not a big deal you know like so so using the different words it's like (gasps) um it's and it goes back like Oh my God, you know, like I just broke up with my boyfriend. It's so hard. It's so hard dealing with, with, you know, life every day and going through it. And, you know, for a time, maybe it is so hard, but what if it's like, maybe it's just like, you know, it's a sad time. Maybe it's just a sad time. Maybe it's not so hard, you know, because you start putting it like, so like you make it hard and you make it hard to expand out. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay. I totally feel that way. Like, yeah, it does. It does come back to like realizing like your car being, it's an inconvenience, like, but it's a problem that can only be solved. Like when you view it from a lens that is like empowering and an opportunity. Yes. The other key that I was going to talk about is, you know, when you using, there's an equation called like if then when so knowing that all right if i start noticing myself going round and round with these thoughts and i can feel my energy then you kind of plan in advance then what i'm going to do is like for me i i would um think of the like bright pink elephant you know you could think of a unicorn eating a big brownie or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) Like, but really anything to interrupt that pattern and just make it so big and bright in your face so that it's like, oh wait, stop. Yep. But when I'm starting to go down this pattern, I'm going to put something right in my face so that I can just 
stop this tornado, you know? Oh, that's a good idea. I really like that. Yeah, I used this when I had broken up with a boyfriend and I was like so sad and I would drive in my car and listen to the radio and then a sad song would come on and then it would just make me more sad and it was just like, after a while, it's like, okay, it's like, this is like tears keep on coming. This is over, you know, like, it's like, oh gosh, this is so annoying, you know? Or I would just like, oh, start thinking and then sad, sad, sad. And it's like, all right, the next time I'm over this, I cannot live like this, right? So it's like the next time I'm going to think about a pink elephant, I'm going to just like distract myself from going down that road. I'm not going to listen to the radio anymore. I'm not listening to sad songs anymore. So really eliminating that environment that's going to, uh, that's not going to feed that that behavior. So when you go out and you go for a run, you're changing your physiology, which is changing your state, which is changing your thinking, you know, mm -hmm. or when you're um, interacting with your dog, you're distracting yourself from those thoughts and you're picking up that new healing energy from your dog, I'm sure. And it's like, okay, oh, yeah. getting into a different state. Yeah. Totally. I, I see that. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. So where can people find you on the internet? So um, Instagram, it's at Hey Tina Maria. Uh, if you are interested in getting training for becoming a coach or NLP practitioner, we have trainings at neuro-revolution.com. And um, those are the two main focuses right now that I have. And then Facebook is at Hey Tina Maria. That's my personal account. But yeah, um, what else? Uh, those are, those are it for right now. <laughs> no, those are perfect. I think it's great. Keep it simple. Too many places can be like overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? I have, I have a Pinterest set up, but I'm not like so active on that yet, but Bree's probably going to help me. <laughs> um, I am such a huge advocate. I will like, I'm like, people need to get on Pinterest, get on Pinterest. You know what I did um, after listening to your podcast was I was like, okay, I'm going to make my podcast and then I'm going to make a pin and I'm going to pin to my podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's something I like am learning right now is trying to figure out a new process for like the podcast and like Pinterest and all of that. So I'm like really trying to get traffic from the, from the podcast to, from Pinterest. So mm -hmm. I'm like super excited about it, but yeah, I think you should definitely start a podcast and you should definitely make a Pinterest. I know it like, it can feel overwhelming at first, but I think it's a great to reuse your words opportunity um to really I think expand people's businesses and just like awareness and I think like when you're it sounds like you're very focused on providing service and like value into people's lives um and that's like those are the types of people that I really love to see growing on on different platforms yeah thank you for sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing everything that you've shared with us today. Is there anything else that you want to mention? Um, let's see. Yeah, just you can have whatever it is that you want if you just believe that, just believe it, you know, know that you are worthy of it. Write a list of what it is that you want. Uh, I always say that, you know, it was when I was in Vegas before I met my husband, I had no clue. I was, I worked at restaurants and then I worked at an art gallery and I still 
knew that I didn't want to do that. And um, I had a lady from Trinidad who's like, here, you need to write a list of 10 things that you want. And I was like, okay, you know, and it took me two days to figure out what it was that I want because most people don't know what they want. So I, you know, wrote a list of 10 things that, that were so far-fetched from my reality at the time. I was living paycheck to paycheck. I was had single, you know, I had, I was driving a crappy car. And so I was like, okay, I want a BMW convertible. I want $5,000 in my savings. I want, you know, a Louis Vuitton purse and I want a husband and I want kids. I have four kids. I want to, I want money for a condo and I want, um, eventually I'm going to want a like four bedroom house. And within a year and a half, I had eight of those things. And I didn't really notice that I had those things until like I came across that, you know, in moving, I was like, Oh my gosh, I have, I have $5,000 in my savings. How did that happen? You know? And it was just, you activate that subconscious mind and it just goes after and it goes, get it goes to get it. And I wasn't consciously going after those things that I had written down. I had just right. them down that one day. And so, so yeah, my biggest, I think takeaway would be write down what you want. And because most of the time people just say, Oh, well, I have an idea. I want a better life. Oh, I want more money. Oh, you know, I want a successful business, but what does that mean? You know, that you can't, you need to be more specific and um, it needs to be measurable. So like getting really clear. That's so crazy because I found these like old journals when I was, you know, in the midst of my anxiety and I found, and I used to just like write out, like I am like affirmations every day I would write an entire page. Like it was the only thing that like gave me any like glimmer of hope at that time and I recently found them and it was like I want to make a thousand dollars in my business every month like a thousand dollars like that's you know I mean it is a lot of money but it's not enough money to like be sustained. yeah like it's not like enough to like live you know and so I like found those and I was like holy crap like I'm making way more than that and like all of the things that I had written down like I had done like I was doing so it was just kind of crazy because you do make these lists and then you kind of forget about them and then it's like the best feeling in the world like I literally was getting goosebumps when you were talking about all of that because it's like you go back to it and you're like holy cheese it's like I did it (laughs) (laughs) but I mean I truly believe like I wish one of the things that I could get better at is like writing down what I want now and like hanging it on a wall so I see it every day okay Um, that's my challenge for you Miss Bree okay (laughs) I mean it doesn't have to be hard right like you can do this while you're eating cereal what do you want but that it it is hard because people are like, I don't know. I just want, you know, they don't, they don't want actually what it is is they, they know what they don't want. Well, I don't, I don't want to feel X, Y, Z, or I don't want to work at this job, or I don't want, you know, to be broke. I just want to be able to live and, and they don't, they're not truthful. They don't allow themselves to, to, I, I did this right. Where I was like, man, I'm not even allowing myself to want nobody ever gave me permission mm-hmm. to want something so it's like when it came to like hey what do you want for christmas it's like um just read my mind i'm not allowed you know in my own head it's like i'm not allowed to tell you what i want or admit it like you know and so so for me that, that has been the change it's like no you need to figure out what you want and 
it will come to you. <laughs> and right that's now. the thing too that like sometimes I get scared of like asking for big things. Why? Like I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like I get scared. I'm like, who am I to like ask for this or that? Like, oh, that is such a big ask. But it's like, is like I have to remind myself like I'm totally worthy and deserving of those things. So, uh, so what happens, okay, when somebody does that, right? It's like, oh my gosh, who am I to do that? I, and then they fear away from that, that answer. So what you should do, I mean, my suggestion is to answer that question, right? Who am I? You know, who am I? Well, I'm Brie. I'm super caring. I'm super loving. I'm super giving. I'm, I'm generous. I'm helpful, you know, and you start answering that question that, at first you think you're like, oh, you, you have no justification. Well then answer the question, you know, answer the question. And then maybe another question will come up like, yeah, but do, am I really worthy of it? Then answer that question, right? So I think a lot of people just ask the question in a negative way, like, oh, who am I? But it's like, when you go to answer it, write it down. It's like, okay, well, am I worthy? And it's like, heck yeah, I'm worthy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Absolutely. Yeah worthy like who says that I'm not like you know in uh, you're a child of God so you have he wants you to have everything in my opinion like if you believe in God but like you he wants you to have everything he wants you to enjoy this world fully and experience all this goodness and so so it's like yes you know like of course you know so answering the questions that you put up these roadblocks to I think are huge Okay, so I need to, I'm going to write this down. Hold on. So I need to make a list. I want other people, like anyone who's listening, these are our assignments. We have to do this. We're all in this together. <laughs> okay, so I need to make a list of things I want. So write, a, write down one through 10 on a piece of paper and fill in the blanks. Fill in. So again, like $5,000 for me was huge at that time. Like that was just, oh, oh my gosh. that would be so funny if I had $5,000, you know? <laughs> yeah. <it's> like, <laughs> so at, at that time it was like, oh, whatever. Um, yeah, it was horrible. I was like borrowing money, you know, like really taking out payday loans and stuff like that. I was broke. <laughs> so at that time, $5,000 was like massive. <laughs> yeah. I, we've all, I think anyone who starts a business, like we've all been there where we're just like, Ooh, how am I going to make this work? So make a list of, of 10 things that I want mm -hmm. and then answer the questions that are, that you put roadblocks up to. Okay. Answer that questions for roadblocks. Answer the questions that you ask like, Oh, and then also create if, when, slash, then if slash when, then, uh, scenarios right so if you if you know like you're gonna get angry at your child or you know like or there's a habit going on in your house where all right oh this is the time when he's gonna blow up or you know whatever I don't know um then you know what when this happens and I find myself getting heated or all flustered then I'm going to do x like or I was talking to uh, somebody where where we created a, okay, when you notice, because it's a when, right? It's a, if this happens or when this happens, cause you kind of know that it's going to happen. If you notice that your son's going to start rolling his eyes, but really what he wants through 
talking to her. It's like really what he wants is just to be loved and show, and you notice that you're about to like yell at him or, you know, start getting angry with him. Just go over. You notice he's getting little snappy and smarty. Then just go over and give him a big hug and let him know that you love him and watch it totally diffuse the situation. Right. So it's creating these. So you're not just reacting to those situations that that keep coming up and up in your life. Mm, I love that. I love the reaction part that you brought up too. Yeah. Yeah. You want to. Um, so there's two things, right? You you either react or you can respond. So when you're using that, if then when you're choosing to respond, right? Where if you think of reaction, it's like a science experiment experiment gone bad and it's just reacting right Right. a planned strategic um response like interesting i love that when you think of like emergency response it's not emergency reaction right i mean unless it's like somebody oh (laughs) that's such a good analogy i hope you use that Oh, thank you. <laughs> That's a really good one. It's not, they don't call it emergency react. They call it emergency response. Right. Cause, Cause it's, it's planned. Yeah. 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 And you can do this with, with, you know, even going on a diet, right. You want to, you want to, uh, lose whatever X amount of pounds. And then you're like, okay, but I know I have this weakness for brownies. It's like, okay. If I'm offered a brownie at a restaurant or dessert at a restaurant, then I'm going to do X, you know, then I'm going to uh, leave the table or whatever is suitable. Then I'm going to have, you know, a mint or whatever, whatever makes sense for you, but planning in advance for those items so that you get your goal, you know, so that you achieve your goal and stay on track. Yeah. I love that. I love that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing all of these like tips, like I hope people were taking notes and I'm definitely going to make some time tonight and put in like what the 10 things are that I want and answer the questions and then do the if, when, then scenarios. I think that's really helpful. Okay. Awesome. Yay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Brie. It's such a pleasure talking to you and I really enjoy your podcast. Oh, thank you.